Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friend. That's right. It's Everybody's Friend, the Comic Web Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we feature an episode from the golden years of radio. We also offer two other podcasts. We have a Superman Old Time Radio Program podcast and a video podcast of the old movie serials. Just go to our website for information on how to download them or type the word Comic Web into iTunes and they'll pop up. We sell all, all of the old-time radio programs featured in our podcast, as well as comic books and more. Check us out at comicweb.com. You'll get some of my brief commentary after the show. This week we have two episodes of A Float with Henry Morgan. A Float with Henry Morgan. Dolores Pizarro, masquerading as Antoinette de Lacy, makes Jeffrey Hunter fall in love with her so that she can get from him the secret to Henry Morgan's plans. Not realizing what he is doing, Jeffrey tells her all he knows. Diaz tells Kitty that Jeffrey is in love with Dolores and hints that harm will come to both Jeffrey and herself. Kitty doesn't believe Jeffrey is in love with Dolores but is frightened of the threats Diaz has made. So she goes to Jeffrey to warn him and he promises to talk of this later in the Dolphin Tavern. Morgan tells Jeffrey that he now knows the full details of the raid he is going to make on the Nicaraguan coast, and tells Jeffrey to return with him to the ship, where he will discuss the plans. So return with me, Hunter, to the Flying Gull, and we'll go to my quarters and talk in privacy. Will it be all right to leave the men to the loading, Captain Morgan? Uh, Matthews can take the tally. He's a good man. He'll keep the crew moving to get those provisions aboard. Oh, uh, Captain Morgan, I... Noticed late this afternoon, a strange arrival in the harbor. A drab, black-looking sailing ship. It dropped anchor over there. But I doubt if you can make it out in the darkness. I know, lad. I saw it myself. She's from London. London, eh? Yes, but she's not many happy sailors aboard. She's a convict ship. Full of poor devils come to sweat their hearts out in the swamps in the heat of Jamaica. Poor devils. You take the plight of convicts and slaves very much to heart, don't you, Hunter? Yes, I hate the very sound of bond servant or slave. Uh, you'll soon get used to them sailing with me. After a raid, I usually bring back a few hundred Spanish slaves to be sold here. Uh, there's money in it. I want no proceeds from that sort of buccaneer. Don't worry. It's my own personal little game. In 12 months' time, I'll warrant you'll have forgotten your fancies. Down, Hunter. Help yourself to a drink. Thank you, but no. I'm all ears to learn what you have to tell me. Look you again at this map. See? The coast of Nicaragua. Tonight I received word from my spy. The mule train has arrived. Do you know where? Yes. See this spot here? Mount Santopola. That is where we go. But Captain Morgan... That's not a coastal town. Why, it's inland. You couldn't make a raid in a town which is not on the coast. Your men are seamen, not soldiers. That is where the treasure is, and that's where we're going. But to take seamen off a ship and expect them to fight like soldiers, why, they, they'd be cut off and wiped out. You've not looked closely at the map, lad. Santa Paula is not on the coast, I admit. But it is on a river. A river? You would take your ships up a river? Why not? I've done it before. But at the mouth of the river, there's bound to be a fort. There have been other forts. 
<laughs> You've a lot to learn, lad, about buccaneering. We'll leave Port Royal so that my little fleet arrives at the mouth of that river at the darkest part of night, when there's no moon, and the ships will be hushed and no sign of light or life. If we do this, my ships can sail past that fort. Yes, but you have to return. Yes, that's all right. Santa Paula is only a matter of three or four miles up the river, and it is deep and wide. They are not an expectant attack. We'll take them by surprise at night. Darkness makes men fear. And by morning, the town will be ours. A certain number of men will return by land. The fort is built to withstand attack from the front. But attack from the rear it won't take long to overcome the garrison that's quartered there. I see. It sounds like a dream to me. It has its chances. It has its risks. That is why I like it. Although the Spanish think that they've put their treasure out of reach of my hands, they are by no means fools. They'll be alert for some little time, but as the days go on and there's no sign of Captain Morgan, they will relax. You do not intend to sail immediately? Oh, no, no, not yet. The other ships coming with me have to be provisioned yet. But unless you attack soon, are you not afraid that the treasure may slip through your hands? When you arrive, you'll find it's already on its way to Spain. Look, you lad, you do not think I'd leave a thing like that to chance, do you? My spy has sent me complete information. The ship that Spain is sending to take the treasure away is not expected for two more months. I'm quite safe in dallying for a while. Part of the pleasure of the attack is the enjoyment of the anticipation of it. When do we sail? I'll give you a warning. Have no fear of that. Just be prepared for word at any time. It's good to talk these things over with you, Hunter. Talking about these matters seems to make the plans formulate before my eyes. I can see it all. That river with the fort at the entrance. The jungle around it, ready, crouched like a tiger waiting to spring. Its green mantle over the fort. The river, brown and sluggish, dyeing the deep blue sea with its dirty hue. The greenness of the vegetation coming down, bending low to sweep in the water, hiding all animal and reptile life. Then suddenly up the river, around a bend, a clearing, gray and white. Buildings lying simmering in the tropical heat. Santa Paula, lying like a rich, fat merchant, ready to be plundered. The air is still. The night, dark. Silently, with muffled oars, longboats put out from the ships. Without a sound, men slink like reptiles into the very town. Then suddenly the air is rent with shrieks. From a dozen quarters comes the sound of fighting men. The Spaniards struggle from their beds, drunk with sleep, to defend themselves and their worth to no avail. Oh. <laughs> I am dreaming, Hunter, and there's still work for you to do. I'm lost in your dreams, too, Captain Morgan. What instructions have you for me? The provisioning of my other ships. I required other signatures from Sir Thomas Mufford. You'd best take off tomorrow evening and go and get them for me. I 
I came as quickly as I could, Kitty. Come with me into the storeroom where we were once before. I have to talk to you, Jeffrey. What happened between you and Diaz earlier tonight? He was a little drunk, and he made all sorts of insinuations. Oh, what sort of thing? I cannot tell you here now. Come inside the storeroom. There are too many people all too interested to hear what I have to say. Jeffrey, we're both of us in some kind of bother. Well, what sort of bother? Oh, it's Diaz and, and the things that he said to me and, and the way he's been behaving... It all makes me suspicious that he's plotting something that means no good to either of us. He hates you, Jeffrey, because I've given you my love. And he'll go to any lengths to have me for himself. What did he say or do to make you suspicious? Oh, it's been his general behavior. He's suddenly become boastful of how important he's going to be. Already his pockets are full of money. No? I know he's back again as a seaman aboard the Flying Gull, but... But tonight he said he didn't care about the Flying Gull anymore or about buccaneering. That those days were over for him. He suggested that perhaps I would not be here at the Dolphin Tavern much longer. And he told me that possibly, that possibly you would be found in the harbor with a knife between your ribs, having first become the enemy of Henry Morgan. From what you say, it seems there is trouble afoot. But what can it be? Oh, Jeffrey, never before have I been frightened, but, but there's evil about Dietz. He even boasted that I might be pleased to return to him when I'd learned how faithless you were to me. Kitty, I... I only wish that we could... Please, I'll hear no more about it. Oh, my, how I've changed. Here I am now without one jealous thought in my head. And, and now that I've told you all my fears, I feel better. All right, Jeffrey. Just kiss me once more, darling, before I return to my duties. Kitty, I... Oh, please, Jeffrey. And, and that'll satisfy me for, for just a little while longer. Kitty, you're such a sweet person. I doubt if I could refuse you anything. I have some papers here from Captain Morgan which require the signature of Sir Thomas. Very good, sir. I'll see it right away, sir. Did I hear you talking to someone at the door, Peter? Yes, madam. This gentleman's from the flying girl, ma'am. And you keep him waiting at the door. Really, Peter, you deserve a whipping. Surely you know by now that Mr. Hunter is a friend of mine. Sorry, ma'am. I am so sorry, Jeffrey. Well, that's all right, Antoinette. All right, Peter. What are you waiting for? You may go. Very good, ma'am. I have been waiting for you, Jeffrey. When I learned from the message that you were coming, I wondered how I would feel the hours in. I've been wanting to see you all day. I hoped that I might slip away from the ship and see you, but Captain Morgan has kept me busy. But business papers have brought us together again. And with all the activity, surely it won't be long before we'll be saying goodbye to me. I don't care to think of goodbye. But please, Jeffrey, we cannot talk here in the doorway. Come through the French windows into the garden. The perfume of a tropical night will always remind me of you. Do I mean so much to you, Jeffrey? So much the parting is going to be almost unbearable. I was right, Antoinette. I, I should never have fallen in love with you. But it has meant so much to me. Uh, come with me into this arbor. The shrubs hide us from the eyes which might be prying from the house. You sound so sad tonight, Jeffrey. As though... As though it were goodbye. It might be goodbye. The times I will see you again are going to be very few. Captain Morgan told me to be prepared to sail any time now. Then he has the news he has been waiting for? Yes. And it is dangerous, isn't it, Jeffrey? Oh, I, I can see by your face. I think the scheme is crazy. How Morgan thinks he can sail a ship up a river past a closely guarded fort, sack a town, then return to sea safely, I do not know. He's going to do that? Since you told me about it, I have been looking at the map of Nicaragua. Uh, there must be only one town on the river 
which is big enough to hold ships. That one town is enough. I don't see us being successful. Morgan is relying solely on the surprise of our attack. He expects Santa Paula to fall into our hands overnight. We'll then send men to take the fort from the rear. Oh, but Antoinette, don't let's talk among these things. I've only a few short hours left with you. Oh, how heavy is my heart. Hold me in your arms tightly. Kiss me. Kiss me, Jeffrey, and tell me that you love me. I do love you, Antoinette. I love you with all my heart. There's no denying it now. Oh, you are so wonderful. Oh, but come. I must return to the house. Sir Thomas, he will be wondering what has happened to me. Take my arm, Jesse. By returning to the house, does it mean I must bid you good night? No. No, of course not. Now, do you believe me, Kitty? Oh, all that he should have done this to me. It would seem I'd been mistaken in you, dears. But I warned Jeffrey Hunter. I warned him to beware if he played me false. Very well. We shall see now. We shall see. Jeffrey is now caught in the trap, and with Kitty's love turned to hate, will she try to destroy him? Listen to the next episode of A Float with Henry Morgan. Float with Henry Morgan. The buccaneer, Henry Morgan, tells Geoffrey Hunter the full details of the raid he intends making on the coast of Nicaragua. Neither Morgan or Geoffrey have the slightest suspicion that the girl, Antoinette de Lacy, with whom Geoffrey has fallen in love, is really the Spanish girl, Dolores Pizarro who is determined to take from Morgan the Aztec necklet and destroy him. Encouraging Jeffrey's love, she learns the details of Morgan's plans, and, aided by Dietz, she hopes to soon regain the necklet. Kitty, the tavern wench, has fallen in love with Jeffrey, much to the jealousy of Dietz, who hides with her one night in the garden of Government House, where she sees Jeffrey making love to Dolores. Immediately, her love turns to hate, you thought I'd tell you lies, eh, Kitty? I, I can hardly believe it. I, I can hardly speak. So he thinks to make a fool out of me, does he? He thinks because I'm Kitty the servant wench, I'm without feelings. He thinks I'm like a glove. When the fingers are through, I can be thrown to one side. Ah, oh, yeah, well, soon forget him. I shall see that. I have been patient. I not worried you because I knew that soon you would find out that this hunter man is no good. And now I'm not going to be patient any longer. It's not been easy to see you and not take you in my arms and crush the very life from you. Oh, Kitty, soon the world will be just yours and mine. Take your filthy hands from off me. Ah, Kitty, what is this? Is this your gratitude? Because Hunter has spurned me, you needn't think I'm going to fall into your arms, dear. I think no better of you now than I did at the time when I told you I wanted nothing more to do with you. And if you come near me in the tavern, I'll cause another riot and be pleased to take the punishment I get for you. Oh, no, I no, I do not need to come near you at the tavern, Kitty. Soon you'll come away with me. We go away to some other place, huh? You're talking like you did the other night. I'm not going to stay and listen to you. I, I don't believe there could be anything you could do. I hear from the conversation that the flying girl is leaving very soon and you'll be gone aboard her. And when you come back, I'll not be wanting to see you. And now I'm returning to the tavern. There's work to be done, and it's time I was doing it. 
Shadow. Is that you? Yes, yes. But how many times have I told you not to use that name? You have been a long time coming out to meet me. I've been waiting here in the garden ever since you returned to the house of Jeffrey Hunter. Did you not know I would be waiting? Yes, of course I knew. But I could not get rid of Jeffrey Hunter. Oh, how he loves chickens me. It is good to come and talk to you, Diaz, just once in a while when I can be my real self. Oh, tonight you are really wonderful. The way you twisted Jeffrey Hunter around your little finger. <laughs> the way you obtained that information. Uh, so it is to be Santa Paula Morgan is going, eh? He will go there, but he will never come back. I will take this information back to Cuba myself. That is one of the reasons I came to Japan. But I will not be returning until I have the Aztec necklace. We will not be returning. Do not forget you do not make this journey alone, but I with another will be accompanying you. I had not forgotten. You need not remind me. You know I do not trust you. I think you play me false. But I have taken precautions. What precautions have you taken? Do you think I'd be such a fool as to tell you, eh? You want the Aztec necklace, and I'm helping you to get it at a price. I want to make sure I get that price. Of course you will get it. I have promised. Am I not the daughter of the governor of Cuba? We do not make idle promises. Just the same. I make sure. And why should I trust you? Because you have no choice. One word from me and you will never reach Cuba. And should the English find out who you are, they would have no mercy. <laughs> Tell me, you saw the gem merchant? Mm -hmm. I did. And the gem is ready. Then show it to me quickly. Oh, not so fast. Not so fast. I had to pay the man 100 guineas for the imitation stone. You will get the money. Now show me the gem. What is to stop me uh, on my... Uh, putting into practice uh, on my own that which we planned and taking the negative for myself. You eh? dare to even suggest such a thing. But no, I feel quite safe. You will not do that. You want to go back to Cuba, do you not? You want to take this woman with you. I am the only person who can get you back to Cuba and give you enough money to live comfortably for a long time. So, you see, Diaz, we are both at the mercy of each other. You know my true identity, and I know you want to get back to Cuba. <laughs> I am not frightened of you. Hmm. Well, here is the imitation sapphire. It would take an expert to tell it is not a true gem. Oh, it is beautiful. <laughs> it is bound to take Morgan's eye. Yeah, but there are still many risks to be faced. The gravest one is to get Morgan away from his quarters so that I can hide myself during his absence and watch what happens when Hunter gives him this stone. There are 100 reasons why Captain Morgan could be called from his quarters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the moment, the ship, she is very active. In another day or so, she will she'll quieten down and life aboard her will be normal. You, you let us wait till then. What if Morgan sails in the meantime? Oh, he will not sail. That I know. You leave this to me. Oh, I have no choice. This is the bait. I know you can set the trap. I leave it all to you. Come and sit down here in the shade, Hunter. You've been working like a slave all morning. The rest will do you good. Oh, it's hot. I'm wringing wet. Yeah, take it a bit easier, lad. You're not used to this sort of work. It'll knock you out. What a beautiful sight it is, looking from here across the bay. It's marred just by one thing. 
The convict hulk over there with all its human cargo? Yes. They've been coming off that ship all day. Poor devils. Uh, do not waste so much pity on them, lad. The ones who are really unhappy will not live long, and the others might find some contentment. Who knows? That's a callous way of looking at it. What happens to those people when they land? Well, most of them have their masters to go to. They're taken in charge as soon as they land. Oh, do not pull such a long face, Hunter. Some, I admit, are treated like slaves, especially if they're recaptured convicts. Then their time is very hard. Many of the others get good masters who give them free time and, and spending money to put in their pockets. Some of them know more comfort and home than they ever knew one in England. And to others, it must just be hell. You're in a strange mood, Hunter. You've been quiet all morning. And from the way you're talking, I... I gather there's something on your mind. I'm worried. Remember I was not happy when you took Dietz back on board. Are you questioning my actions again? No, no. You gave me your reasons. But I've had some news about that man. Oh? What sort of news? Oh, he's been talking in a strange way to Kitty, making insinuations as to how important a man is going to be. Has a lot of money made threats against her and to me. Well, that does not surprise me. Although I am interested to know whence he got that money. He's full of idle boasting. I, I don't think there's much mischief that he could get up to that could harm you, Hunter. He even suggested to Kitty that the flying girl would be sailing without him. Well, if we do, we do. Then I'd catch him when we got back. Was that all Kitty had to say about him? Yes. Hmm. It all seems very vague to me. But I shall watch the arts just the same. He was not on board last night. I wonder if he was with Kitty and if he said any more. Go to the tavern tonight and see what Kitty has to say. I say, lady, will you bring a thirsty gentleman a glass of rum? Jeffrey, I did not expect to see you so soon. Why not? Oh, I just thought perhaps the Dolphin Tavern was no longer to your taste. You've been listening to your friend Dietz again? Jeffrey Hunter, I don't want to start a row here. But men in this tavern have very uncertain tempers. And when two people start quarreling, there's no knowing where it will end. I don't understand what you're saying, Kitty. Don't you? Have you never hated anyone, Jeffrey? So much that you'd like to see them dead. I'm just surprised that I can keep my voice so low and be so quiet about it. Kitty, you must tell me why you've changed like this. Tell me. How is it you can keep yourself away from her, from her arms? Did you find her lips softer than mine, her hair more perfumed? Has she taken your heart completely? So you've learned about Antoinette. Learned about her? Did you not practically go from my arms into hers and fill her with soft words and, and let me believe that I was not giving in vain? Kitty, please, you must be fair. I have told you time and time again that I was not in love with you. Grateful to you, but not in love with you. Did I not warn you that my love had turned to hate if I found that you played me false? And you just have no idea to what depths my wrath can go. You'll pay for this somehow, in some way, Hunter. I'll hit back at you, and when I hit, I'll see you smashed. You may not think a serving wench, a bond servant, a slave, would have the chance of hitting back at a fine man like you. But the fates will be kind to me and give me the chance to hit back at you. I hate you, Jeffrey Hunter. I hate you. I hate you. Well, well, well. I wondered if I'd catch up with you in Jamaica, Hunter. And I'd find you here so soon after I arrive. <laughs> How have things been going with you over here? A little bit different than in England, eh? Well, come on. You don't mean to tell me you've forgotten me. Me, Clegg. You're making a mistake. I don't know you at all. 
Oh, that's rich, that is. Hope you've struck it lucky like I have. Good master. First night he gives me the night off. So I come here to the Dolphin Tavern and the first person I meet is you, Hunter. You're making a mistake. I have never seen you before in my life. Excuse me, please. Good night, Kitty. I will try to see you again before we sail. Well, what do you know about that? Cutting me dead. Who does he think he is? He's just the same as me, a convict. Wait a minute. What is that you're saying? That chap's name is Hunter, isn't it? It is at that. And he cut me dead. I knew him in England before he sent out here on the convict ship. Well, would you believe it? So the fates have been kind to me already. Sent out here as a convict. You know, Mr. Clegg, what happens to escaped convicts in this colony? When they're caught, they're sent into the swamps with the heat, the fever, with the reptiles. And they work there until they drop. You must tell me more about the escaped convict, Jeffrey Hunter. The secret of Jeffrey's past is out, and Kitty's love has been turned to hate by jealousy. Learn if she uses this information to harm Jeffrey in the next episode of Afloat with Henry Morgan. Float with Henry Morgan was produced by and starred George Edwards, a well-known Australian actor. He produced the show for the BBC. Warren Berry wrote the program, and the story is told in 52 15-minute episodes. So if you want to know the other 50 episodes, come on down to our website. Framed for his exploits on what was known as the Spanish Main, today called South America, Henry Morgan, a real historical figure, seemed larger than life. Morgan was a pirate, but he had a colorful career in which he was also a privateer, which is a sort of legal pirate, at times an admiral, a general, a country gentleman and planter, a judge of the court of voice admiralty, governor and knight. So basically, if you had any money, he found a way to get it. This story is set in the Spanish main and features a stolen Aztec necklace, lots of pirates, coups, plots, counterplots, and a few double crosses thrown in. In short, it is adventure on the high seas. And now, kids, it's time for our Comic Web Radio Secret Society code. One, three, three, seven, three. Just enter this code at www.comicweb.com slash secretsociety.htm. Deciphering the code will give you all the benefits of membership in the Comic Web Radio Secret Society. Benefits include more free episodes, fun facts, a certificate of membership, and you get 15% off any order from the Comic Web. Just use the word on checkout where we ask for a coupon code. The code again is one three three seven three if you have any comments on how to improve our podcast please send an email to us or fill out the survey on our website our email is editor at comicweb.com and we would appreciate anyone leaving reviews of the podcast on itunes or anywhere else thanks and have a great week